All right, good morning, everyone. We'll get started over here. Um, this is a, a booklet by an organization called Yerucha, put out by the Beis Avad in Halacha Center in Lakewood. Um, and what's amazing about this is that a, they're able to fit sugyas that relate to business, very interesting, engaging, uh, but you also get like the full yeshiva experience of uh, digging deep into the sugyas, into the rishonim, seeing the different reasonings Not both sure ways. Selling those hot dog casings. Uh. <laughs> what? You do it all day, Ben. You always yeah. the Well, yeah, we'll have to see. Not sure. If I leave early, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the the big. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about trade. Different. Yeah. Um, and pretty much every business is using uh, psychological uh, pull type tactics, right? They use uh, methods like scarcity, right? There's only a certain amount left. Really, you have tons of uh, tons of product, and only for a limited time. Uh, and the more you limit somebody's option, uh, the more motivated they are to jump on it because they feel like, oh, it's only a short time thing. Uh, and you t try to take away all their risks. There's all these tactics to try to get people to buy your product and make it look better than it is. Uh, and you use all kind of bonuses. If you see these infomercials on TV, okay, you can buy this knife for $45, but then we'll add in this for free and this for free and this for free and this for free. Really, they initially intended to put that whole package in. But as soon as you anchored your mind to one price, and then everything you get, and then everything you hear that they're adding in for free on top of that is like, whoa, even that, even that, even that. Uh, so it's also like a psychological tactic. Uh, so there's all these different marketing strategies and advertising and making your product uh, look better and more engaging than it actually is. Is all of that mutter? Um, we'll see many other things about Geneva's Das. Can you do it to a non-Jew versus a Jew? Does that make a difference? Um, cheating on tests, is that considered some kind of form of Geneva's Das? Uh, all these questions and more will come into practice based on the sugya. Uh, but we'll start at the bare bones. We'll start from the source, uh, the Gemara itself, in Chulin, Daftadik Dalit Ahmed Aleph, says the Gemara Chulin. Uh, on Sadi Dalam and Aleph. So basically, the way it works is similar to the art scroll, where the gray part is where we're going to be reading from. We're going to go through this whole piece of the Gemara, um, and then we'll move on to the to the Ritva on the next page. Uh, so now we're on the first page, page 38. Says the Gemara, the Bayis Ema, starting from there. The Gemara is basically going through the sugya. Um, the Mishnah says that a person is, um, it's talking about selling uh, trefas, a non-kosher animal to a non-Jew. Normally that's okay, uh, but we're afraid if you sell the non-kosher animal to the non-Jew, then he might turn around and sell it to, to the Jew. Um, so, uh, so in a place where the marketplace has uh, a lot of Jews there and non-Jews, so if he sees that, oh, if somebody sees it's the Jew that's selling it to the non-Jew, so then he might in turn buy it from the non-Jew. Um, so um, there's a, a question. If a person has to announce in the marketplace uh, that he's selling a trefa, because if somebody sells a, an animal to a non-Jew, people are automatically going to assume that it's a kosher animal that he was selling to a non-Jew. But if you're selling a trefa animal, one that wasn't shafted properly, then do you have to announce it in the marketplace or not that you're selling uh, a non-kosher animal um, so that a Jew doesn't end up buying it from the non-Jew. 
Uh, so the Gemara here says, uh, One of the answers of the Gemara of why a person um, needs to announce in the marketplace that the animal that he's selling is treif is because if he doesn't announce it, then he's being gonev das. He's stealing the, uh, the, the awareness of the non-Jew. He's stealing his das. He's stealing his knowledge. Um, and that is an iser, says the Gemara. Okay, so we already have that there's an iser of Gedeva's das, and here it's even as it applies to a non-Jew, and even though you're not actually stealing any kind of money from him, right? To the non-Jew, it makes no difference if you give him a, a kosher slaughtered animal or a non-kosher animal, a non-kosher slaughtered animal, right? It doesn't affect the price in any way. Uh, so nevertheless, the Gemara still says that there's an iser of Gedeva's das. Very interesting. Um, okay. Um, because says Shmuel, it's usher to das to steal the the knowledge of a person, even if it is a non-Jew. And this, how do we know that Shmuel holds this? That it's usher to begonev das of a non-Jew. Um, he implies it. Uh, from the following, because Shmuel says, "The Shmuel have bemavra." Shmuel was going across. Avar means he was going across a river. Bemavra is uh, like a ferry, right? Like over here, Rose Bay to Circular Key. Uh, so Shmuel was going Rose Bay to Circular Key. and he said to his attendant. Uh, back then, they didn't have the the tapping method. Of, uh, of paying, so they had to pay uh, using whatever they had, some kind of barter system. Uh, so Shmuel said to his shamish, uh, uh, give something to the, to the ferry attendant, right? The one taking us across. Uh, so Paise, so the, his attendant gave him uh, the ikbad, and Shmuel got upset. Um, okay, my time, why my time at Iqbad, why was Shmuel all upset at uh, what his shamish paid the, the ferry attendant? Why was Shmuel upset? Amar Abaye says Abaye, because Tarnagolas Trefa Havai, because his attendant gave him a Tarnagolas Trefa, a non kosher uh, tur- turkey, uh, chicken, sorry, a non kosher chicken, and he gave it to him, Bemar Deshruta. Uh, thinking that it was a slaughtered chicken, right? So the, the ferry attendant assumed that it was because it's a Jew giving it to him. Uh, he gave it as if it was a properly slaughtered was kosher. Was Probably not. Okay. Right. Uh, so that's, and that's where we're deducing that it's, um, that it's an akum. Even to an akum. Let's say I invite someone to my house and I give them, and I have treif meat and I just give it to them. It's a stumbling block. It's more than just a, it's more than just the ethical question that he thinks it's kosher, it's not kosher. I'm giving him non like I'm, right. I'm but here, it, but to give it to a non-Jew is fine. Yeah, here we're talking about non-Jew. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you're allowed to get ana from from a trefa. Um, okay, so he gave him a tarnagolis trefa, but the non-Jew thought that it was a kosher animal, and he gave it under the impression that it was a kosher animal. That's why Shmuel was upset. Um, so we, so that's where we imply that Shmuel holds Geneva's das is usher, even to Ananju. Right? Um, okay. And Rava Omar, Rava says a little bit different. Uh, Anpaka, um, that he gave him a jug, a, a jug of wine. 
Um, and he told him to give him uh, some kind of some kind of jug, uh, and instead of giving him an undiluted jug of wine, he gave him a diluted jug of wine, which has less wine content in there, uh, and therefore is also some kind of form of Geneva's Das that the ferry attendant thought it was an undiluted jug of wine, but really was a diluted jug of wine, uh, and it wasn't as impressive as the, as the ferry attendant uh, thought that it was, uh, the, the, the barter slash gift that he was giving to the ferry attendant. Um, okay. Um, uh, mashma, and uh, when you give somebody an ampaka, this kind of jug of, of wine, uh, they think that it's it's undiluted raw wine. Uh, but he re- and, but he really gave him a diluted raw wine, so he was kind of tricking him. Uh, so Tanya, uh, the Gemara continues, uh, says the Brisa. Reb Meir Omer, Reb Meir would say would, would always say Al Adam don't invite people over um, to the breakfast here and offer them food if you know that they're not actually going to eat, right? And you pretend, oh, come over to my house for an amazing for a meal, uh, and you're trying to get somebody to come. And really, what you're trying to do is gain favor in his eyes. If you know he's not going to actually come and eat, um, don't o- don't offer him with the das that I'm not actually going to feed him. I'm just doing it as like a nice notion, right? As, as a good gesture. Uh, if you don't actually intend on hosting him and you know that he's not going to accept the offer and that's why you're inviting him in the first place, uh, then a person should not do that. Um, and don't try uh, offering him lots of gifts if you know that he's not going to accept it. Um, right? Like, um, uh, oh, here, I want to pay you for your shotness service. Right? If you know that he's not going to accept it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then, you, then you shouldn't offer it to begin with, uh, just to make yourself look uh, like a very gracious person. Um, okay. And also back then, it was a very hush of thing to open up a barrel of wine for somebody. Uh, because if you opened up the bar- barrel of wine, then your release, uh, it's open to a lot of bacteria, it can go bad. Uh, so you would only open up a barrel of wine if you, you know, were serious about, about drinking a lot of it at a time. Um, but if you had a very hush of a guest, then that was the thing to do. You would open up a barrel of wine. You're, you're showing, like, I, I won't give up any cost for you, right? I want, I want to give you best of the best. Uh, so a person should not open up a barrel of wine. Hamachuris lechenveni, when he already has a buyer of that barrel of wine. Right, so really the guest thinks that he's opening up for him, but really you have a buyer who's about to buy it anyways, uh, and that's really why you, you know you're going to open it up in a daytime anyways, so therefore you're pretending like, ah, I'm opening up for you, uh, when really you're opening it up because, you know, the next day anyways you have to open it up. Uh, you have to make it known to the guest, oh, I'm opening up in a day's time anyways, right? Uh, so oftentimes we have that nature where we want to make our guests feel good and oh, I'm coming special for you and really you were going to come anyways and it's just 10 minutes early. So according to the Gemara, you should really let the person know so that you're not being gonev daito, so that you're not um, tricking him. Um, and you should also not say uh, I'm not sure exactly what this is referring to. I'll go through Rashi quick here. 
Also, here, use some of this oil when you know that he's not going to use the oil, similar to our cases until now. Uh, but if you're doing it for the person's honor, meaning you want him to, to feel a sense of importance, so then mutter. So it depends what your what your uh, what your ka- yeah your, your kavana your intention is. If you're doing it so that you can gain favor and you can gain from it, so then it's aser. If you're doing it for him, right? You want to give him a feeling of self worth and make him feel good about himself. Uh, so then it would be mutter, um, according to the Gemara now. Uh, I asked the Gemara Aini, that doesn't seem to be true. Vaha ula ikla levei Rav Yehuda. Uh, Ula went to the house of Rav Yehuda, Pasak Lochavios, Hamechuris Lechenveni, and Odo Ode. So they opened up fresh barrels from him, for him of wine, uh, but they made him known that he was going to open them up anyways. Right? So he was Makbit to make it known. Uh, and over there, uh, it seems like it was even Mipne Kvodo. It was because uh, he was giving him honor and respect. Um, okay. Um, oh, sorry, I read around. Uh, answers the Gemara, that in that case he made it known to him that he was going to open it up anyways. Uh, and we can also say that Ula is different, uh, because it was because he loved Rav Yehuda, I believe it means he loved Rav Yehuda so much. Uh, and he would have opened it up for him anyways, even if he wasn't selling it the next day. Right? So the Gemara gives two answers. Either he did make it known to him that he was going to sell it the next day anyways. Second answer of the Gemara um, is that uh, he loved him so much that he would have actually opened it up anyway. So he wasn't tricking him. Right? His intention, his kavana was, no, I will really open it up for you. Happens to be he had a buyer the next day. Uh, but in the past, he had done things like that for Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, so it wasn't actually an act of trickery. Okay. So, so according to this, I would say it's partial. Let's say you, you have a wedding overseas, you're marrying off someone and you're marrying off your daughter and you invite someone from Australia and you know they're not going to come. Yeah, yeah. So you're not being going if that, you're not, you're doing it for his own cover. You're not, you're, you're doing it because you know he'll be offended if you don't send the invitation. You're not doing it because you're trying to... Yeah, because you have to send him a notice anyway. You want to let him know. You want to let, you want to advise correct, him. Correct. Yes, so then it's Geneva's Das and you're trying to gain from it. Uh, very good, Timmy. Uh, but so, yeah, first of all, you have to go into your Kavana. Would you have invited him even if you would have come and reserved to the wedding? Meaning, if that person would, let's say you're living in London and you're inviting, sorry, we're living in Australia, we're inviting somebody from London. Right? And we know that they're not going to come. So you have to do a cheshben and afresh over here. Are you inviting him because you know he's not going to come and you're not going to have to pay the extra $100 per seat for him? Uh, or are you invite- You would have invited him even if he would have come. Uh, in which case, for sure, it's mutter. If you would have invited him even if he would have come. Uh, but now, even if you wouldn't have invited him, right? If he, uh, had he lived in Australia and he might have actually taken you up on your offer. Uh, nevertheless, if it's mitnekivodo, right? If you're doing it for his honor, then it's okay. If you're doing it for, like Tivi said, you want, you want the gift, you want the present, uh, you want him to know uh, a good business partner or something like that, so, uh, so the then it would be proper Geneva's das. Yeah, and it would be so the young couple get a start. Huh? You want it so the young couple get a start. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a hunter. <laughs>
I guess if someone's not going to a wedding, they don't necessarily feel an obligation to give a present. So they what? If someone's not going to go to the wedding, they don't have to give a present. No, they don't, but they may they, want they to. They may want to, but they're the, yeah. 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 Uh, so it depends if it's mimnei kavodo or because of your own personal gain. Uh, trying to be motzechein be'ena, uh, like trying to uh, get extra brownie points by inviting him. Uh, yeah. And that's only if your intention would not be to actually have him and you're only doing it because you know he's not going to take you up on the offer. That's mamish the case of inviting somebody over for a meal and you know he's not going to actually come, but you want him to think like, ah, you know, he's inviting me over and to, and to gain from it. But for sure, if the person will be offended if you don't invite him, you have to invite him. Then that's also part of the point of me. Yeah. If you know he's not going to come, it's like old grandmother, she's just not going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, but she'll be offended if you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so we have the, the we learned all about the Isser of Kavod of Rias in, sorry, not all about, but we have the source of the Isser of Kavod of Rias from the memory of Shmuel. Anybody who needs to leave at any time uh, is free to, to come and go as they need. Um, now we're going to move on to the, to the Ritva, and the Ritva gets a little bit into um, whether it's Deraisa, Derabanan, where do we learn this Isser from in the first place? Why do we need to learn this from Shmuel? Why can't we learn it from other places in Shas? Uh, so let's take a look at the Ritva. This is page 39, the following page. It says the Ritva, It's also to be das, even if it's a non-Jew. Ve'im Tomer asks the Ritva, Why are we bringing in Shmuel in this whole matter? Because we have Beferish, a Mishnah later on, a person's not allowed to sell Nevelas and Trefas, uh, non kosher animals that weren't shechted properly. So even though the guy is muttered to eat them, still it's Genevas Das because he thinks that he's getting a, a product that you had to pull out the sciatic nerve, the, um, the gid anashe, and that you did extra work by, uh, by the shrita and checking the lungs, and he's getting maybe a better product, or a more spiritually pure product, uh, or maybe he's a Muslim and now it's halal, right? So, um, so a person's not allowed to sell nevelas and trefas to anachri because he's tricking him. So the Gemara basically says, Mephorish later on, that Gnevis Das is Aser. Why do we need to bring that it's a memra from Shmuel and we're implying it from this whole story uh, with the fairy where he got upset at his Shamish? Why do we need that whole case in the Gemara? Just say it's, it's, it's outright, expressively a, a Mishnah later on that says that it's Aser to sell Nevelis and Trefus to a non-Jew because you're tricking him. The Losagya Delohave Yadinan La Lehahi Masnisan. Uh, and in that Mishnah, it's not even enough um, that you make it known to him. Because it's a sugya in the Gemara of Ravina Veravashi. So it says the Ritva uh, that yes, we might have a Beferish. Uh, a, okay, so you can't sell a, a trafe animal to a guy in I don't know all the details of the Gemara. I didn't go through it. So yeah. I don't want to... Today what, they sell, don't they sell the trafe? Yeah. But they're making it known. Okay, okay. You don't sell them in the, in the shop. It's done at the uh, thing. They don't care less. At the abattoir. I mean, they don't think it's kosher. They don't think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're telling them outright. You're buying the ones from us that aren't kosher. And, and they're fine with that, right? That's part of the deal. 
Uh, so they know they're buying specifically the non-kosher ones. And it's also not a marketplace which has a lot of Jews, where Jews are going to see you selling it to the non-Jew and think that, oh, it came originally from a Jew, it must be kosher. Uh, so you, you don't have either of those problems. Uh, so it says the, the Ritva V'yishlamar de Imehahi, that if we would learn from the Mishnah that says that you're not allowed to sell Nevelos to Trefos, Havamina, then I would have thought Davcha B'machar. That's only if you sell it and you're gaining profits uh, by selling it to the non-Jew, Ki Hasam, Damim, because the non-Jew is actually giving you money for your product, right? So in the case of Nevelos and Trefos, you're selling it to the non-Jew. He just doesn't know that it's non-kosher. Uh, but if you're giving it as a gift, right, completely for free, ain bo, so then you don't have the issue of genevas das, mishum genevas das That's why Shmuel. That's why Shmuel comes to teach us the af That even in this case, where you're not, where you're not actually gaining anything by it, right? You're giving it to the guy as a gift to the ferry attendant as a gift. Also, lignev das a guy. It's also to steal the the das of a guy. The iser gnevas daita shall guy kasvu ketsasra abosenu b'shem balaytosus. And this iser of stealing from a guy, the balaytosus, right? Shu iser taira says the the ritva that it's not just a derabanan or a inyan. This is mamish and iser taira. It's actually a lav in the taira. Um, proper prohibition in the Torah, the Nafkalan, which Pasuk do we learn it from? Midichsiv loisig noivu veloisichachashu. And there's one more, Ishba uh, Mitai. Rabbi Ingram, do you know the full Pasuk? Loisig noivu veloisichachashu. Sishakru? Sishakru? Yeah, Sishakru. Okay. And then it says Ishba Uh And so we learn it from that Pasuk where it says loisig noivu, that includes even. Genevas das, and that includes even to a non-Jew, according to the Ritva. I asked the Ritva that at the end of the Pasuk it says, man and his friend, which, which implies only a person to another Jew. So it doesn't it must mean not a non-Jew. Uh, but answers the Ritva, he comes and counters that. No, that's only going on the end of the Pasuk that says Only the Isser of lying and deceiving a guy do we say it's Ishba Misai. But the first part of the Pasuk, uh, the first clause, which is um, that would be Usser even uh, from a Jew to a non Jew. Uh, uh, so only there is it mutter to a non-Jew if there's no chilal Hashem. Uh, and says the ritva that this can also be inferred from the pasuk because the pasuk says the loisiv me amisai oile amisai. If it was going on loisig naivu and the ish amisai part of the pasuk was going on loisig naivu, so then it's a that then it should say, don't steal, man from his friend, or man to his friend. Um, but it says, man in his friend. So in his friend only fits with lying, right? You can't lie man in his friend, uh, or you can't uh, deceive man in his friend, but you can't say you can't st- steal man in his friend. The be, uh, in, doesn't fit with the part of the Pasuk of Lysig Naivu. Um, and that's also why um, why it would fit 
Yahweh and Chasa, but Leisig Neve, why it would fit with, uh, why it doesn't fit with, with Leisig Neve. Even though you don't normally find that Geneva Stam refers to Geneva's Das, when the Pasuk just says Geneva, usually not referring to Geneva's Das, it usually means. Um, it usually means Gnevas Lev, but Ka Nichtav Loisignaivu Stam Lichlal Af Gnevas Mamon. but here it says Loisignaivu without any additional uh, explanation. Um, and that in wait, I read that wrong. Afagov the Lady Ashkachan Gnevas Stam, Al Gnevas Das, El Alash Gnevas Lev. Even though you don't find Gneva Stam on Gneva Das, the Ka Nichtav Loisignaivu Stam Lichlal Af Gnevas Mamon. Uh, so here, uh, here it's coming to include Geneva's Mamain and, and Geneva's Das uh, when it says Geneva's Stam. Uh, so meaning in, in the Ten Commandments, right, in the Aseris Adibros, when it says Leisig Naivu, uh, Rashi brings down that it's referring to Geneva's Nefesh, kidnapping somebody. Yeah. Uh, so, right, so that's why we need the second Pasuk over here in Vayikra. Uh, and the second Pasuk in Vayikra includes even Geneva's Mamain. And now the Ritva is coming to say that from the fact that it just says, it didn't say Geneva's Maman, or infer Geneva's Maman, it just said Geneva's Stam. Uh, so that implies that it includes all types of Geneva, even Geneva's Das. Uvetaisefta Isa, Shiva Gnavim Haim, Gadol Shabakulam Goynev Das Abrias. The Taisefta writes that there's seven different types of Geneva that a person can do, uh, and it goes through them to list them. Um, and the worst of all of them, not necessarily, it says the greatest of all of them is Geneva's Das Abrias, stealing the mind of another person. Uh, so we have the Ritva coming down quite hard over here, saying that there's actually an Isser de Arisa, and it's even if you're not gaining from the other person, and it's even to a non-Jew, right? So we have Isser de Arisa, even to a non-Jew, uh, where Geneva's Das applies, uh, and that would be, that would make a dif big difference when it comes to things like marketing, right? And if we say that there's issues of Geneva's Das, we're gonna have to explore that a little bit, um, but does it apply to, to, to non-Jews as well? Or is it only Jews in your marketing? And can you say that you go after a rove of the people that you're marketing to? Right? We'll have to see uh, what's going on. Uh, but according to the Ritva, it's an Iser de Reis. It's a very serious Iser from Lysig Naivu. And, we, and it also... Yeah, Gnevis Yeah, So, and just quickly, I, just, I missed it. But the, where it says here... It excludes where it says Ba'amitoy and that excludes a goy. Why is he not learning that there's no Geneva stars by a goy? Because it's only going on the second part of the Pasuk of Lai Sakhachashu Okay. Because but from the fact that it says Ish Amiso doesn't fit with Lai you can't say Laisignaivu Ish Amisai. It's it would have to be Li Amisai or Me Amisai in order to fit with Laisignaivu. So from the fact that it says Bi Amisai, it can't be going on Laisignaivu, it has to only be going on Laisakhachashu Velaisa Shakru. Uh, and therefore, the Signaivu applies across the board, even to uh, even to a non-Jew. Um, and therefore, Geneva's Das would also apply then. Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, very, I was going to ask the trap there. Very good. Uh, okay, Gishmak, a piece of Landis coming up from the Minchas Chinach. So now we're on page 40. Um, it says the Minchas Chinach. Uh, so this this din of stealing and so he's he's splitting up Geneva and Gizela. Uh, so Geneva and Gizela from a non-Jew. It's a big shaila uh, in the Gemara if it's only a Chalashem, Deraisa, Derabanan. 
uh, exactly how it applies. Uh, but says the Minchas Chinuch, Ach nirali, it seems to me, Lechayra, even according to those who hold that Gzela Vagai is only the Rabbanan, it's not included in Lysignaivu, right? So he's going against the, he's saying, even according to those who argue on the Ritva, that stealing from a non Jew is a Deraisa. Um, so he says, even those who hold that it's only a Derabanan, an Isser Derabanan, Mikol Makam, nevertheless, Geneva's Gai, Efshir Deminatara Aser. When it comes to Geneva of a guy, right, the difference between Gizela and Geneva, Gizela is when you do it outright in the open. Geneva is when you do it sneakingly, right? You, you pickpocket him. Uh, whereas Gizela is, I just walk into his house and take it from him, or he buys a product from me and I don't give it to him, or something like that. Uh, so one's out in the open, and the other one is you're sneakily um, going and taking from him. Uh, and Geneva's Das is also, you're doing it in, that's why it's called Geneva's Das, and not Gizela's Das. Because you're stealing it in a sneaky way, he doesn't know. Uh, Even that in English, we have the word stealth. Yeah. Comes from steel. It's, it's unsecret. Ah, well, very good. Well, I didn't know stealth comes from steel. Okay. Uh, so, so the Minchas Chinuch over here is differentiating between Geneva and Gezela. And he's saying, even according to those who hold that Geneva's guy is Minatara Aser, sorry, Gezela's guy is, is Dirabanan. Uh, nevertheless, Geneva's guy is going to be Aser Minatara. Mikol makom Geneva's guy efshir deminatara Aser la soivrim de af amenas lemekat ve af sheloi Aser lignay minatara. That even if uh, even if it belongs to him, it's Aser to to steal minatara. Mize nira da tara loy Aser ze midin mama in levad. Uh, from here it seems that the Torah did not answer this because of Din Mam and Levad. Rachamida Hagerua Hazos Beatma Hatara Asra. So now he's getting into the lumnus. How can you say that Giz- he wants to differentiate and say, even according to those who say that Gezela of a guy is only Midrabanan, but Geneva Munagai, if you're doing it in a sneaky way behind his back, that's how you're stealing from him. Then it's Asr Deraisa, according to everybody. Even if you hold that Gezela's guy is Dirabanan. So how could that be? So he's saying that um, the lambdas that he's getting into here is that the Torah asserted uh, the bad mida of, 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 of sneakily stealing something from somebody. Uh, so therefore, only when you imply, uh, only, only when you're applying that bad mida, that mida garua of uh, going behind somebody's back and taking something, uh, that's when the Torah asserted you uh, to, to steal. But if you're doing it out in the open, uh, so then it might not, uh, it won't have an Isra Torah, it'll only be Dirabana. Uh, so he says, The fact that you can't, t- uh, you can't take away the guy's money uh, is not necessarily an Isra in the Torah because there's a din of Hefker based in Hefker. Um, and the, it, there's a question, it's questionable whether the Jew's ownership is considered a proper ownership. So there's a technicality where it might not be an Isra Torah. But nevertheless, to do it behind his back, then you're, you're using uh, a, a sneaky, stealthy tactic, uh, and the Torah doesn't want you doing that, and that's where the, the Torah put an iser on you. Be'atma ha-Torah asra, im kein bishlama gezel, so it makes sense, gezel, to rock that Torah asra, maman chaveray. By gezel, it's just that the Torah asra you uh, of taking something that belongs, that's not in your ownership. 
so im kain efsher dishal guy lay asra. It could be that the the money of a guy the Torah did an asr ki amaman shalai hefker la osin shitas because certain opinions hold that the money of a non-Jew is considered hefker. Um, and therefore, it's not technically considered stealing something that doesn't belong to you. Aval geneva the afshalo aser, but geneva even if it's uh, even if it does belong to you, uh, if you're doing it sneakily, aser lignayv kedeshalo yilmad midaguru hazos, because the Torah put an iser on you because it doesn't want you learning to do this uh, this this yeah this deceitful act, <laughs> this terrible act. Uh, so im kain af migay aser. So if so, then even from a non-Jew, it's going to be aser. Kedeshalo yargil bazeh. In order that you don't come accustomed to it. And it's on this, right? The the midagurua that the Torah is makbed on us. Achlechar leshitas elo. But he says according to these shitos that hold that it's um, uh, that it's um, that it's deraisa uh, on Geneva. It should be that even on less than a Shava Pruta, you should be over on this lav. Why? Because the Torah is answering the, the negative action. So it does, shouldn't make a difference. If it's more than a Shava Pruta or less than a Shava Pruta, you're doing... You still want one penny. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll come to, right, the Dora Mabo. We know that they were punished for that. And it seems like there was some kind of, maybe Isser Tyra could be a... But, no, but, but what's, it's in, interesting, Minchas Chinoch. So Minchas Chinoch says like this. If you if you take from a goy in the open, some opinions might say there's no it's not prohibited because the goy doesn't own it. So if you if you, you you just say to him, well, listen, I don't know, the 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 handbag you're holding, it's it's, it's yeah, it's not, it's not yours. But but if you if you go and you pickpocket from him or you you take from him, you hack into his bank account, you take money out, then you're ready. It's already you're already learning a bad behavioral thing. Yeah. Surely, wouldn't the svar apply also the other way? Meaning, surely, if you accustom yourself to taking, I don't know, a guy's walking down the street, he's holding. You, you see a beach towel, right, in the in the beach, and you just grab it for yourself. You say, well, it's not really his anyway, right? I'm I'm using it myself. But isn't the fact that it's in the open? It's, it's also not good behavior to kind of, you know, ingrain in yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're saying either way, you're doing an act of stealing. Not doing the right thing. Exactly. Well, so let's say he doesn't know you're Jewish. You're wearing a baseball cap and you don't look Jewish. So let's say leave out, leave out, feel like But even still, you're, you're. If you go and you just use someone's towel without their permission, so let's say they don't know you're Jewish, but but you're you're, you're ingraining yourself this negative behavior. It's, it, why is it any worse? Why is it any better than? Hacking into their bank account, stealing money that doesn't belong yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, very good question. Not sure. You start doing that, then you might continue right. building on it. Because he's saying that that the only yeah. reason that no, gazel would be prohibited is be, that the only reason that open thievery would be prohibited is because you're taking something that doesn't belong to you. Right. But we, but there are some opinions, not all, but even according to those opinions that well, there's no ownership by a non-Jew, you know. That he seems to think that that's the only reason that it could be prohibited. It's yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought he was coming off because Dalad Vahey, one of the reasons Rashi says that you're, the reason why the Torah penalized you for Dalad Vahey uh, is because you didn't, it's only by Geneva, right, that you're a chai of Dalad Vahey. Dalad Vahey is what, it's four or five times? If you still yeah. have it, you pay back four or five times, you right? Pay back four or five times, yeah. Hang on, hang on, so that's only if you, 
If you steal an animal and you sell it or right. you shecht it, kan er van mager. Uh, I shechter, right? So you steal an animal, then you slaughter it, or you, or you sell it on, then you have to pay back four four animals. Let's say that's yeah. what the Torah says. So what um, do you say? But only. Um, that's only if you did it in a Geneva way, I believe. Uh, also, kefil. Kefil is only if you're gonev, right? Only if you're still behind the back. You yeah. do it in front of him. You're not chayev kefil, I believe as well. Uh, for an act of gzela, which is. Uh, but that's different because that's we say the embarrassment. We say if you steal an animal. Yeah, yeah. Same with four or five. The reason yeah. why it's different because yeah. a sheep is uh, easier to to hide than an, than an ox. So therefore, ox is only four times, one is five times. Is that, uh, is that, is that relevant <coughs> here? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure. You're asking a good question regarding the, the midagurua. That if yeah. Gizela also, you're doing the same, same ugly deed. Yeah. yeah. You, you go to the ATM, he's pulling out money in the ATM, and you just grab it, and you say, well, you don't own it. Even if he doesn't know you're Jewish, leaving the Chil Hashem, well, surely you've done, <laughs> you know, surely... Surely you've incorporated something bad in your nature to the same extent as if you hacked into his bank account and he didn't even see yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, what he's saying is that it's not a sneaky, a sneaky, like the Torah specifically offered sneaky action against the person. What he's saying is not, it's not a sneaky action against the person where like you're conniving against them. The Torah doesn't want you conniving against the person. I, you're asking a different question, which is there's something just as bad as conniving against the person, which is taking something that's not yours. Uh, and ingraining in yourself a different Mida Gurua. Right? So, okay, it's not the conniving kind of Mida Gurua. It's a different kind of Mida Gurua. Of aggressing people and taking their stuff against their will. Uh, so, um, but, oh, so, but maybe, maybe that's the story they hold. Meaning, if you really, I mean, he's not saying he thinks that, but he's saying even if, there is an opinion out there that whatever the Goy owns is ownerless. Yeah. So then you're not doing anything wrong because you just. It's like you, you see a piece of clothing on the street, you don't know who it is, you're just taking it home, right? Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, you're not ingraining, you're just taking something. Into... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. it's a good challenge. <laughs> but anyway, is he, the Minchas Chinuch is not saying, he's, just to be clear, he's not saying that he holds that you can take from a goy and that whatever they own is that it is ownerless. He, he, He's just saying, even if you want to say that opinion, he still thinks it's a bad idea. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. No, he's still saying it's Asad Rabbanan, even according to those shitas. The Gizelas Akum is Asad Rabbanan. Yeah. Uh, so it would be Asad at the end of the day, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, yeah, I don't have a strong answer for you. No, actually, I, I'm saying, I think I, I actually figured out the answer, meaning... Hold on. Okay. So is, the Isra of Gezel... The Isra of Gezel... The 